Do you like what you're hearing? Help us celebrate our one-year anniversary. You have until November 13, 2018 to leave us a written review along with a star rating. Then shoot an email to contact at sparkjoypodcast.com with your username for a chance to win a copy of SparkJoy signed by Marie Kondo. You can visit sparkjoypodcast.com forward slash iTunes for more details. And now, on to the show. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today our guest is Marina Wakel. Marina is a college student at NYU and a recent culinary school graduate. She lives in NYC by way of Venezuela and Miami in a lovely modern apartment on the Upper West Side. She's 20 years old and she's an aspiring food journalist or maybe a food policy writer. She loves to read, loves attending events in New York City and loves to travel. While on vacation last summer, she made a decision to reorganize her entire apartment to meet her changing goals and her upcoming academic plans. She was ready for a change and wanted to feel more relaxed and less frazzled during her busy days. And that's how I met her. She contacted me for a consult and we very quickly got to work for three very intense KonMari sessions. And we are so very happy to have her with us here to share her story. Welcome to Spark Joy, Marina. Welcome, Marina. Thank you. I want to start by going a little bit back in time. So if you could take yourself back to that moment where you made the intentional choice to get organized in your apartment and in your life, what was going on at that time? So I'm going to take you back a little bit further back in time Sure. Um, to last year when I first moved into this apartment. I had moved around four times last summer and I was tired of boxes and I was tired of moving I just wanted to be settled in my apartment. So my mom was here for a day and I just found a way to put everything away in some way that felt semi-organized slash if it was not organized, it wasn't like right in my face. So it had been a year of living like that, of things just being put away, but not really organized. And I was really tired of that setup in my apartment. So this past summer, I was on vacation and... I couldn't wait to come back to New York because I was so excited to organize my house in a way that felt right for me, especially because I had gotten to NYU and I really wanted to start my year off right. And I know that when my apartment is hectic, I'm hectic. So I really just wanted to come to a place where I was really happy with where I was living and that the environment allowed me to create in the way I wanted to and be focused. That sounds like you reached out to Karen at the perfect moment in time in your life to really open up your space physically, but also get a little bit more settled mentally. What led you to actually seek the support of a professional organizer? So I had a, an idea in my mind of what I wanted my house to look like after the organizing was done, but I had very little will to actually do it by myself. It just seemed right to contact someone who was well-versed in doing this, who had the patience to do this, who would teach me things that I didn't know that I would carry through with me. I saw contacting Karen as an investment, so it was something that 
I would do now that would stay with me for the rest of my life. How did you find the Conmire Consultant? How did you know where to look? Oh, that's actually a really interesting story. I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, mom, I really want to get this done. I really want to do this. My mom was like, oh, there's this lady I follow on Instagram. And like, mind you, my mom really, really doesn't use Instagram. It's like a once in a while thing, not really like an everyday thing for my mom. So it was like a pretty big deal that like she followed this specific person who followed the KonMari method for organizing in Miami. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Let me look into this. And so I just went on Google and I was like, let's see like who comes up. And Karen, you were the first one to come up. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And like you had really good reviews and your page was just so peaceful. And you seemed to know what you were doing, which you do know what you're doing. And it just felt right. And I was like, I'll just schedule a consultation and see if I want to bring this person into my house as well, because... For me, my home is my space and I'm very careful with who I let into my house, but like it felt right after talking to you. So I was just like really excited to get into it after that. Wow, that's such a great story. And it's really gratifying to hear that that's how you found me and that you felt that way. I do think it's so critical that when you have someone in your home, especially doing something as really intimate as helping you sort and organize all of your things, that it is someone that you really feel that you you know, not only that you feel like it's that they know what they're doing, but that you feel comfortable with them and that you trust them because sometimes this is a really emotional process for people. I would say often it's a very emotional process for people. And so you want to make sure that it's a really good synergy. One of the things that was really striking about you is that you had a very specific goal date in mind. And you told me about it right away uh, when we first started talking. Do you want to talk a little bit about what your goal date was and how that came about? Yes. So my goal date was I wanted to be done with the whole process before starting school. I think I started school September 4th, if I'm not mistaken. So I wanted to be done before that. When I came back to New York, I had three weeks to do it. And I just kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it until I was like, no, I need to contact someone. So my last week before school started, the Monday before, that's when like we had our first session and we worked for like five hours straight. And after that, I was just like, I can't stop doing this. I just need to finish and like power through now. Well, and one of the things I'll say about you is that you were so clear about your goal. And once we got started, the fact that you did so much homework in between, we essentially had three sessions. I think we had one session that was three hours mm -hmm. and then two sessions that were five hours. And Really, that's a relatively short amount of time, but you did lots of homework in between. I mean, you were very devoted, not only to the process of finishing up the um, categories as we completed them, but also in discarding your things, because that a lot of times is something that's really challenging for people is getting things out the door. Can you talk a little bit about that, about what it was like to get things out the door and such as expedited schedule? I think one thing that's worth noting before going into this, I had already kind of an idea of what I wanted to do. And I think that made it so much easier to be like, this is what I want in my life. And this is not what I want in my life. Because I already knew where I was going with the process. I knew like what would serve me and what wouldn't in a very vague way. And then doing it in such a fast way was really, really emotionally draining. But it was also the easiest way for me because I was already just like on go, go, go mode. So 
on a more technical level, it meant that on Monday we met for the first time. We went through like all of my clothes, sorted through everything. And then Tuesday I was getting ready to like put them in boxes and like ship them out if they needed to be shipped out for them to be like consigned or put away in different categories so that I knew what I wanted to donate and what like should just be tossed out. And that also meant that like then I had more of an idea of what I needed to buy for my house in order for it to look the way I wanted to look. So after we sorted through all my clothes, I was like, okay, this is what I need as my dresser now in order for me to like put clothes into it. So it just kind of made sense for me to do it in like that quick, quick way, because that's how I work too. I think that for most people who have a goal date in mind, whether it's something like a specific date where school is starting or a new job or something like a move, that there's really two reactions to having a goal date. Either it's extraordinarily stressful, some people might even find it paralyzing, but then I think other people are much more similar to you in that you actually found it invigorating. And what you just said, I think, was really on key, this idea that since you had already opened yourself up emotionally to deal with this, it was just easier to keep going and just to maintain that level of intensity. So do you think that that was something that was helpful as far as having a goal date in mind? I do think that you are a very goal deadline driven person. And I think recognizing that about yourself really helped you a lot in the process. Yeah, I agree. I am a very goal oriented person in that sense. And I definitely enjoyed the process of doing this. But I think what worked in my favor and being able to do it in such an expedited way and meet my goal was that doing this organization in my house and going through with it was almost like an ending rather than a beginning of something for me. Mm -hmm. So what that meant was that like for the past year, I've been working on myself a lot on my own growth. And like that allowed me to understand what I needed more of in my life and what was not so great for me. So this was almost like, okay, this is the way to seal it by making your space reflect who you are. And that's why that kind of like goal oriented mindset really worked for me. It was like, okay, this is my way to like seal the deal to celebrate with myself all of the great things Mm -hmm. I've done in the past year and all of the great things I've learned about myself in this past year that I can now project onto my space so that it is the best place I can possibly be at to create, to relax, to do homework, to really make it something that is ever changing. And it's adaptable to like who I am, because I'm a person who like does so many things that it just made sense that like my space would also be super adaptable and multifaceted. Well, we love goal-driven people and we love talking about goals here at Spark Joy and their connection to vision. I'm super curious to get a better understanding of what your ideal lifestyle and the ideal living environment was for you in your mind when you started this process. And do you feel like you achieved that now? That's a really good question. Yes, I am in the process of achieving it. I don't think it's an end-all be-all. I have achieved this thing, mm-hmm. um, especially because with starting school, I have a completely different schedule and a completely different lifestyle now. Having gone through this process has helped me so much in going back to school. I get home and I don't need to spend like 30 minutes organizing and like five minutes I have everything put away and, and where it needs to go because there's a place for it. And it's so beautiful to also honor the things you have by giving them a space and giving them place in your home to show respect for the things you have. Like if it's there, it has a purpose. 
being able to do this like really quickly, but like really mindfully has been really life changing for me. You know, there's this idea in Kanmai that I think you followed so well that it's not so much about fitting the things that you keep into the space you have available, but deciding that the things that you're keeping will fit into the space that you decide to give them, which I think was very true for you. You had said, this is the space that I want to allocate for this type of an item, and you made it work. To give you an idea of what was going on in my house, I have three closets. I just dump things in there. There was one that was like very clearly for clothes, and then everything else was all over the place. For me, it was very important to keep the closets to a certain theme. So one of the closets became purely clothes closet. Another one became like a coats and shoes closet, as well as some storage units. And another one became a little bit of an extension of my kitchen. Because I am a graduate of culinary school, it made sense to have an extension of my kitchen that would make it easier for me to reach my spices and to reach my flowers and my dried goods. Because when they were on my kitchen cabinets, I couldn't see them properly. So it made it much harder to cook and it made it much harder to be innovative with the dishes I was creating because I always had the same spices in front of me or the same dried goods in front of me. And since going through this process, I have been able to like create a couple of new recipes that I hadn't been able to do before because I have now the space to play around with my spices because I can see them all and I can choose what to use for my dishes. And it becomes so much more exciting to live everyday life as someone who loves cooking with the simple changes that we made to my kitchen and like that area of my apartment. Sounds like you're now an extension of a home that you honor and your home is supporting you. You're no longer wrapped up and worried about organizing and tidying. You're just living your life and you're getting to do things that you love. I do want to take a moment here to mention that in terms of determining how long a Kunmari tidying event will take, tidying times definitely vary. We as consultants can't necessarily look at someone and say, oh, this is exactly how many hours it will take to finish a tidying event. There's a lot of factors that go into that, including the square footage of the home, the volume of the things in the space, as well as pace of decision making. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about your space itself, the state of affairs when you got started. So I live in a studio and the studio has, as I said, three closets and a bathroom that has three cabinets or like two cabinets and a drawer. And I have a little bookshelf and a kitchen that has like a ton of cabinets in it. So like that's basically my space. There are no rooms and no dividers. And when I first started, I would say it was messy, but I didn't have too many things. I'm not someone who like collects a lot. Probably the most annoying part was going through like old papers from school and stuff. But for the most part, I'm not someone who like holds onto things a lot. It was mostly just messiness all around. And I think my biggest frustration before starting this was for New York City, I have so much space. My house for being a studio is very, very, very big and has a lot of space. And to not take full advantage of that felt so wrong. It just felt really, really wrong to Mm -hmm. just have all the space and not not take full advantage of it. And even though it's not vertical space, which is like a lot of New York City homes, people look forward to vertical space. There is a lot of space anyway. So 
yeah, just like honoring that and being able to like work with that was really important to me because that way I knew that like I was taking advantage of the space that I was at as opposed to like letting it take over me. What was the hardest part of doing this? What was the hardest category, do you think, for you? The hardest category, let's go back a little bit. And the second day we were together. So it was a five-hour session. And I was really ready to just like power through. Like it was a Friday. I was ready. Let's get it done. I remember we got through all of my books. And then we... I don't know if we went to somewhere else. I think we did a little bit of kitchen and then the knickknacks and like all the stuff that didn't really fit anywhere. And that was by far the category I hated the most because they are things that I don't see every day or I don't use every day, but that are so useful and I need to keep somewhere. It was just really frustrating to go through all of these little tiny things that seemed so useless at the time, especially because it had already been four hours. And as you said, I did a lot of homework in between. So a whole week of just being really, really, really into this. And it felt like my brain just needed a break. But I was like, no, we have to get through these knickknacks and we have to get through these things. And so I don't know if that was the hardest part because of the category itself or because of the time in which we did it. I think the timing plus the combination of these tiny things that are so annoying to deal with, but so important to have around. Once we got through that, I think the following Monday was much easier to just like power through and finish. With books and paper, it was very clear where they were going to live, where their homes were. And with miscellaneous, it's not so clear. Mm -hmm. And for you, for sure, especially when it comes to the couple of categories that I remember most in miscellaneous, your kitchen, but it was those little things, the little just kind of the things that you might not use every day, but are necessary, you know, to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. And finding spaces for those things was certainly a challenge. And I think in that category, sorting was not so much of an issue. It was more just deciding where they were going to live. In other cases, I think the sorting is by far the most difficult thing. I think if nothing else, one of the things that I hear from your story is that everyone who does KonMari is so unique and so different and their experience is so different. What were some of the things that you learned about finding a place for things to live that you think would be helpful to people who are going through that process and dealing with the miscellaneous category? Do not give up (laughs) in simple ways. But also, I think something we talked about a lot while you were here, specifically when we're talking about socks, I remember I wanted to fold them in because that's how I was taught growing up. And you were like, no, you should put them this way. This is a KonMari way. And I was like, ah, interesting. And like, to me, that was so weird to like kind of have socks folded in half, but not really folded into themselves and have them stacked like that. And I remember you said, like, you'll see that they will get used to it, you know? And (laughs) (laughs) to me, that was like, huh. And I think it applies to the miscellaneous and it extends to that as well, because that moment was, this is an object, but it still kind of has its own little life. And it's in this weird, not really Toy Story-esque kind of way, but in its own little way, it still has a life of its own. If you treat it as this unique thing that you have to choose whether to keep or give away and give it like a second life, then it becomes much easier to go through the process because you're not seeing it as something that's daunting, but it's more of, am I getting use out of this or is somebody else going to get use out of it? Is it taking a space away from something else in my house that should be honored with that space? 
I think perspective comes into this a lot, the way you see this process and the way you work through it, even through those little things, which are sometimes the most important and sometimes the most daunting can make such a difference in the overall layout of things. And it can help you achieve your goals in a much more satisfactory way, in my opinion. Speaking of objects, I'm curious what your clutter taught you during this process. It sounds like you powered through and you have a strong understanding of the technique itself. So I'm curious, what lessons did you learn and how did it move you forward in terms of your life, your studies and your future goals? That is such a great question. I'm going to get a little personal here because I think that's important for this one. I would say my clutter taught me how many things I had emotionally been holding on to that I hadn't been ready to let go up until that point. Even though they're just objects or they're just clothes or they're just books, they have a story to them. We give meaning to certain things. There were definitely a lot of things in my closet and in my house that I gave a lot of meaning to or that had a special time and place in my life to be able to kind of like go back in time and like do a timeline of things through what I owned and to be able to understand what I value and what I don't value by giving up things or keeping things was really life-changing, not only in terms of what I'm buying moving forward or like what I invest my money into, but also how I understand myself and how I see the world. What about that specific item of clothing made it so that I could keep it or not keep it? That says something about me. It's ultimately a reflection of me. So my clutter taught me more about myself because it was a reflection of where I was at the time. Getting rid of some of the things that I had is what has allowed me to move forward because not only is it out of my house in form of object, but it also has created space in my mind for me to think of other things. That is awesome, Marina. And I'm so happy for you that you pushed through and you completed your tidying events. And now that the dust has settled, I'm curious, what is your favorite tidying tip in general or one that you learned from Karen? One thing that I always think about is like the rectangles. So everything you fold, fold it into rectangles. I still love that tidying tip that Karen gave me because now every time I do laundry, it's so much easier to just be like, oh, it just has to go in a rectangle and then I can stack it the way I need to stack it and then it's done. And I think another thing, if you go into your space and you're not happy with the way it looks and you're not happy with how it feels, then ask yourself why. Our spaces are so much a reflection of us and who we are as people at the time in which we're inhabiting them. And so that doesn't mean that that's going to be you forever, but it is a reflection of who you are right now. So if you're living in an organized space, that's a reflection of who you are at the moment. But if you're living in a space that's a little bit chaotic, ask yourself what's causing that chaos. And most of the time, that chaos is not inherently part of the space, but it comes from you. You are the one who's creating that chaos. Ask yourself those questions and dig deep with yourself about those things. It's so important because then you learn about yourself, but you also can create a space for you that will be better for you to work in, will make you feel more joyous, and will make you feel welcomed in your own house. So well said. And we can't let you go unless we ask, what is sparking joy for you at this very moment? 
Honestly, I'm really excited about this cold weather <laughs> coming <laughs> just because I am I grew up in the tropical weather my whole life. So to be able to have a little bit of cold and to wear some nice sweaters, it's just really exciting for me. This is my third winter, so maybe it's just because it's like very new to me. Maybe this will be really brutal and I will regret saying this, but right now that is what's sparking joy. Well, I have to say that everybody says that in the fall. <laughs> Wait till March. You might not be saying that so much. But no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, for sure. So do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners, Marina? Find what makes you happy and listen to yourself. Sometimes, most of the time, the answer is within you. You just have to tune in and listen. Wow. Thank you, Marina. It's been so nice to chat with you today. Thanks, Marina. It's been a pleasure. And congratulations. Thank you. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Sparkjoy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our Sparkjoy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the SparkJoy Podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at SparkJoyPodcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.